0: the Butterfly Keyboard Class Action Settlement. This is Mac Voices. This week's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is an endpoint solution that uses the most powerful untapped resource in IT, end users. Learn more at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. The last topic for this particular Mac voices live panel was the settlement of the class action suit against Apple regarding their butterfly keyboard and the problems with it. The panel talks a little bit about how it happened, whether it was correct or not and why we don't think it'll happen again. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Um, this is a link that uh, David sent in because I think he was baiting me. <laughs> Um, Apple mm-hmm. to pay fifty million dollars settlement over a MacBook Butterfly keyboard lawsuit uh, from the Wall Street Journal. Um, David, I'll let you run with this um, before I land on you on your neck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just more frivolous lawsuits from Apple against Apple, I should say. Uh, apparently, there was a lot of people having, and we knew that the Butterfly keyboard, which was introduced on the MacBook Pro in 2017, was one of the Worst no, MacBook,
2: the 12, it came in first in the 12 inch Mac. Oh, that's right, the 12 inch MacBook. And the
3: 2000, 2015 MacBook. Uh, MacBook. I had one, I had, yeah. five of them. Oh, uh, cool. I've literally, I've went through this, I've owned about eight butterfly keyboard MacBooks, and uh, right, 100. so it's
1: 2015. I'm sorry, 2015 to 2019 was still
2: the, mm-hmm. the better. But anyway, keyboard. back to David to explain
1: yeah. the story. Um, yeah, so, so there was constant problems with these keyboards. I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. I had a 2017 and it didn't have a problem, but I was glad to get rid of it because the keyboard was just horrible. It just, just it was, it was probably the worst things Apple ever made. Uh, but, uh, there was, so there was a, you know, class action lawsuit that, that that uh Apple should have repaired them shouldn't give us. Cause they were giving people a lot of hassle They Oh, we don't want to replace it. And they were, and they were uh, pushing back on it. So, uh, so they finally came to this this settlement, and and Apple is not going to uh, admit any wrongdoing. So they're 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 just going to settle out of court, and that's the end of it for fifty million dollars. So that means you and I would probably get about two dollars and fifty cents, if 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 that. Um. Uh. But it, this was this was filed in California, the Northern California, San San Jose, and uh, like I said, it is an admission of any guilt or wrongdoing. And they, of course, Apple didn't comment about it. So. Uh, but it is what it is. It's just, it just 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 continues on with these cra- crazy frivolous lawsuits. That uh, was a
3: crappy keyboard. I mean, it's not but it was crap a crappy keyboard. The There's no the
1: question board. about it. But, yeah. but I, I I know it, it, uh, Apple really ticked off a lot of people because they there were times that they were really fighting repairing it. And you know, I remember when uh, I remember when they when they introduced it uh, on stage and said, "How oh, this, this is the greatest thing in the world," and showing the the, the images of the mechanics of the butterfly keyboard and this and that and then it just it just got so bad after just shortly after that uh keyboards now are great uh but the, that was a yeah that was a long you know four years of of, of really horrible keyboards and macbooks okay. um
0: well and and david i might surprise you on this one because while i do not like the idea of a of a class action suit to resolve this situation yeah. um this is this is a case where apple wasn't Um, as the Apple that we all like to talk about and think about, um, you know, they were not recognizing things. Now, eventually, I think they did put a program in place where you could get the keyboards replaced with no charge. And I don't know when this lawsuit started in relation to the start of that program. But, you know, this was one where, yeah, something was wrong. And Apple tried to stick to their guns, and you know it right. was because I did not have one, but I had. I know someone who did, and it was it was a rough experience because you know yes. you'd you'd be cruising along typing just fine, and then all of a sudden it would start turning into uh, upper and lowercase
2: uh, gibberish, yep. you know that, and then mm-hmm. then it would go back to being fine. So, you know. so I had one. I I didn't have the problem with multiple gibberish and things. I had the problem where sort of the. um the lower left-hand keys, the you know, sort of the you know, your Command, Option, Z, X, you know, uh, they just you know they wouldn't function. You know, you you strike them and they just uh, you you get nothing in terms of a response. So, uh, you know, I went to uh, probably I think probably the least known Apple store in, in in the Valley is in Los Gatos. It's easy to get in and out because no one knows about it compared to, uh, you know, you know, the others uh, in Westfield and Santa Clara or at the Apple campus themselves, it's easy to get in and out there. Um, and one time they just uh, you know, took a little bit of, you know, air spray and, you know, you know, something like this and just sprayed the key and, you know, that worked okay. And then, you know, six weeks later, it was back again. And then they yeah. they took the MacBook and they sent the thing out and, you know, came back with a new keyboard. So, um, yeah a year um, later a year later the ssd failed so it went out and came back and then uh you know not quite 9 months 8 months 7 something it came back and i think the keyboard had failed again so yeah. um and so you didn't
3: get a new you didn't get a new keyboard by the way you got a whole half a computer you got the top that, that's right exactly driver. that's yeah, exactly is, that's what which did, was yeah. the craziest part of this whole thing too because i had to replace of the computer to fix the keyboards.
2: Well, that was obviously the, that was the result of the design aesthetic of John Ivy. You know, may he rest in peace wanting things so small and thin. And a lot of people complained about the depth and the feel of the keyboard. I didn't mind that so much as, you know, it just, it just stopped working.
3: So I had two out of my eight that broke and I took the Apple um, for the butterflies and the first one, eight,
2: eight. Eight separate devices or eight separate keyboards? Separate devices.
3: Eight, I've had eight separate butterfly keyboard MacBooks in, in different iterations throughout the years. And I had two of them that had the butterfly. And one was uh, like the the right arrow. I don't would keep going or something like that. So mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. So I tried the error and things like that. But I mean, when the recall came out, it was kind of like you were getting, you know, again, a third of a new computer for, for free, which was nice for, you know. Yeah. at the time to, to to get that. If you remember there was some guy who was spearheading this whole thing early on. And I, I gotta pull up his name, but he started this whole butterfly keyboard rebellion. And mm-hmm. if and I you know basically everybody got behind him. And I think that's what made Apple start the repair program. Right. Um,
2: at that point right. wow. I mean the way I would think about it is you know it's unfortunately it's this is one of those things where as much as I can test it in the lab yeah, and I'm sure they launched it thinking it was great. And probably for most people, the first, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever months, it worked well. It's just that that's not something they could really understand what the extended life cycle is. And, you know, it, I mean, it wasn't, I don't think it was bad intent. You know, they're, oh, let's screw all these people by offering this brand new short stroke keyboard. You know, the Apple wasn't, uh, you know, malevolent like that. It's just that. Yeah, you know, the design didn't stand the test of time. Yeah, there's it got, th- me,
3: on, it, it got me on the kick of uh, keyboard covers, and, and I still use them today. So when mm-hmm. I first started, the first problem I have, you get the thin keyboard layers, and they've got they've come a long one too. They're not bad, and um yeah. and it saved me, I'm sure, a few times.
1: Yeah, David? there's there, there's a there's a link in that article that uh, I remember this vividly. With Joanna Stern wrote that article. If you click in there that she purposely they purposely published it in the wall street journal with all the misspellings because yeah, of her I keyboard not working yeah. so i remember that i i remember that vividly and and i think that really opened apple's eyes because you know she's quite an influencer and you know, we must as we know so uh this yeah it's a very funny article that it, it was only four months after she got her macbook pro that it started failing so um uh, check. Take a take a look at that article again and just kind of remember it. And uh, yeah, she, she she did a good write up. But yeah, that that really was what kind of influenced it. I mean, with her t- talking about it in the Wall Street Journal of, all, of, of one of the biggest uh, publications out there when it comes to reporting this, these types of news. And yeah, Apple needed to react and it took them a long time. When I guess this 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 uh, lawsuit uh, took this long. You know, it's what we're now what three or four years later after after the, the, they stopped on this keyboard, so.
4: Now, so, this lawsuit, um, there's a couple points that are important for people to know, I think, yeah. which is there's a good chance you don't live in a state where this applies to you. Right. Because it, it's like five states total. And then there, there's a sliding scale of how much money they're projecting people will get. So if you've had like more than three or four keyboard replacements, then it's like $300 you're supposed to get. And if it's more than two, but less than the higher threshold, then you get like $150. And then there's uh, like a $50 threshold. Um, And uh, uh, so people need to be aware of that. Right Uh, um, Now, as far as my laptop goes, I got a 2016. Um, You just beat it. Yeah, so 2016, uh, 16 inch MacBook Pro, and uh, and 15 inch, whatever. Yeah, 15 inch. Yeah, <laughs> and because uh, um, I have one too. I've lost track of the number of keyboards that it went through, and all of the other things Apple did trying to address the problem, and and you know, in each time, I was without my computer, so. My original plan had been: I've got the new computer, I'll take my old MacBook Pro and sell it. And uh and I didn't on the advice of a, a couple of friends, and I'm glad because I spent uh from 2016 to 2019 using my old laptop so much that I might as well have not had the new one. Hmm. And uh and at the end of my my extended Apple care, I went in because the keyboard is having trouble again, and at this point, the only original parts on the computer were the display and the bottom panel with the serial number um, I went in and they brought up my case file, and the guy just starts scrolling and scrolling on the ipad and it's just like screen after screen of how many times it had been in and he looks at it, and it's like two weeks to the end of my apple care and he says excuse me i'll be back in a minute and he comes back like 10 minutes later and he says can we give you a brand new laptop yeah and uh you know and, and so they sent me out the door with a brand new 2019 MacBook Pro which incidentally has worked fine uh the crazy thing is they probably should have just replaced the computer uh but well considering the problems that that we were having that was probably the best time to replace it. Cause if they'd given me like a a 2018 model, I probably still would have had keyboard problems.
3: Well, they kept saying every year, I just for a few press every year that they came out with a new one from 16, 17, 18, they said they fixed it.
4: They right. Out, yeah. And I went they... through all those keyboards and yeah. no. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, so yes, I, I went through a major pain in the ass with my laptop. Um, but every time I took it in. Apple did what they were able to do at that point in time to try and fix the problem, so yeah. at least they were trying to address the issue. But holy crap, yeah, you bad. know, it it took what three years, and then finally they're like, "Just have a new computer." We're sorry.
2: So I have a question on this, which is, Apple is obviously a very data-driven company, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Cook, <laughs> you know, Tim's operations guy. They pay attention to all sorts of metrics. This could not have been a surprise to them that, you know, this was a, a, you know, this was a turd and a cream puff. Great, great, great computer with a crappy, crappy you know, keyboard. So I guess the question is, you know, why were they so buttheadedly slow in responding, even with the keyboard repair program, you know, or anything? I mean, what is what is it about the operation of that company that it just I mean, because this is part of the era. You know, We have all these crappy keyboards. We have no ports. We have battery life. We're not getting faster processors. You know, there was this period of, you know, three or four years of, you know, even the Apple faithful just dumping on the Mac. You know, what is it about the management at that company that, uh, you know, they just shut their f-ing mouths and, you know, uh, didn't do anything really. I don't to, to make, sort of they they want to admit they never want to admit
3: yeah, but they've always been like that with the headphone jack and the uh yeah. and the 3G antenna and, and the full gates and the bend gates. Yeah. They, they don't admit it that they made a mistake. And of course, all their engineers are telling Tim Cook, oh, we're fixing it. This this you know it's gonna work. And Tim Cook believed them, and that's what happened. Well, the I,
4: most- I have I, a feeling it was uh a little more insidious, and and by that what I mean is I think that uh, as they started to see the problems that were coming up in this case with the keyboard, they have uh, people sitting in front of big screens with really large numbers spreadsheets and they're crunching data and they're crunching dollar values. And they probably initially looked at the numbers and said it's cheaper not to do anything and deal with this um, as customers come in and then later on, they had to uh to reassess that because then it became more expensive to just deal with uh one off customers because there was a lot more than that, and there was also bad press happening and then at that point, it changed the values in their in their spreadsheet and then we got the uh, repair program and uh and in the end, it was probably still cheaper for them from their perspective. To uh to handle everything in the slow process that pissed off all of us and throw fifty million dollars at the problem to make it go away in, in the courts. Oh,
2: 50 million call it good. 50 million is chump change. And as I yeah, said, from that exactly. yeah, from, from that 12 inch MacBook, I love the computer and I really appreciate apple pair because of the number of times i've had to go back there with a failed screen you know a couple failed keyboards a failed ssd you know you know it's uh it really does a great job uh for when you need it but uh you know hopefully hopefully that's in the rearview mirror and you know they don't repeat stupid mistakes like that and again i again you know we we talked about ivy last week and i don't know i I don't necessarily. Well, no, I do. You know, I, I think this is part of the stupid eye of a session of, you know, let us make it smaller and lighter that, you know, he went and he screwed up with, you know, we need, well, the keyboard is bigger. Let's make it even thinner, you know, and how can we make it thinner? Well, we have this beautiful butterfly mechanism and blah, 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 blah. And he has his, uh, his fantasy about how much greater it is. And it just turned out to be a, you know, horrible product. you know, Uh, that affected, you know, multiple, you know, multiple generations of computers of multiple years.
0: Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is an endpoint security solution that uses the most powerful untapped resource in IT, end users. Old school device management tools like MDMs force disruptive agents onto employee devices that slow performance and treat privacy as an afterthought. Collide does things differently. Instead of forcing changes on users, Collide notifies your team via Slack when their devices are insecure and gives them step-by-step instructions on how to solve the problem. By reaching out to employees via a friendly Slack message and educating them about company policies, Collide can help you build a culture in which everyone contributes to security because everyone understands how and why to do it. That makes for a stronger security now and a stronger security future. You can meet your compliance goals by putting users first. Visit collide.com slash Mac Voices to find out how. That's Collide. K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash Mac Voices. Thanks to Collide for supporting this edition of Mac Voices. And and Mark, that's where I was gonna go. You know, and, and I I you know I'm not necessarily I have we have no information here, but it, it is one of those things that makes me wonder. If part of the, uh, part of the, the looking the other way was because of Johnny, because, you know, well, this, 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 uh, this almost can't be because this is just such a beautiful feat of engineering. Cause that was the way they, you know, they couched it is, you know, they, they talked a lot about the engineering of this keyboard. Yeah. And I, I didn't, th- I had one too, and I didn't think it felt bad. And I never really ran into all of this problem. I ran into a little bit, but not like, I, I guess, Jeff and a lot of other people, but I guess I'm just, I, I'm i not a keyboard snob. So it's just give me the keyboard and it's going to feel like it feels. And, you know, that's pretty much it. Um, and and I, 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 just, I have to wonder, you know, with Johnny's pursuit of thinness and lightness, if that might not have contributed to just what Jeff said, you know, looking the other way. Because, yeah, economically, it's going to be one thing, but
2: we may have to deal with Johnny. And that's another. Well, no. I mean, I I would I, I think Jeff makes a really important point, which is as a big corporation, and I know even small corporations they'll look at things and decide, okay, you know, is it better to fix on fail, uh, you know, than to do a mass recall? Uh, and then the the imponderable is what happens out in the marketplace. How big a problem does this become? Does it really become a PR nightmare, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? And then it seems to me that Apple's called so. For that, I agree with uh, you know, Jeff Gamet's uh analysis. I, I think the other thing is about the Apple culture is, you know, they'll just they'll you know until it became so obvious that they were screwing their pro customers with that trash can, uh, you know, round circular Mac that you know Phil Striller had to come out and do a mea Culpa, that we we forgot about you and abandoned you, and please, please, please stay with us. Other than that, their culture is. If they make a mistake, you know, they move forward and they fix it. You know, they just don't admit, you know, that, uh, you know, something was a, you know, you know, uh, you know, a B idea instead of an A plus revolutionary, you know, genius world changing event. And I'm being sarcastic because, um, you know. I'm being sarcastic because they set themselves up for that in the way they portray themselves and they communicate, you know, how everything is beautiful and the best ever. Well, of course, it's this year's product, of course, it's the best ever. You know, it's better than the year before, the year before, but year before that, even if it's only better than three percent. You know, it's always the best ever. But you know, they have this um, uh, this evangelical zeal about how great the stuff is. And then when things fail, you know, they just don't seem to be able to uh, respond and relate to their customers. It's sort of all like, you know, it's that line in, uh, you know, uh, um, not Caddyshack, uh, Animal House, you know, flounder, you fucked up, you trusted us, you know, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, sorry, you know, sorry if that gets you an, you know, <laughs> an adult rating for this, but uh yeah, you know, that's the sort of sense we get, you know, from Apple nowadays. Is they're they're bigger than beyond belief that you know individual customers, unless you rise to you know class action suit, even though it's only fifty million dollars, uh, you know, you know they they're just merrily going on their way, and that's why that's why frankly I think it's a good thing Ivy's gone. He. He made a lot of beneficial contributions to Apple, but I think his his focus on thinness and lightness drove out ports, led to a crappy keyboard, led to suboptimal battery life because they were stuck on Intel processors. Um, it's time to, you know, you know he's he, enjoy his retirement. You know, let's look forward to new and exciting and you know, uh, designs going forward you know, and Apple, you know, Apple can do better than they did for that, you know, five-year period with, uh, you know, with Macs of uh, desktop and, uh, you know, desktop, you know, actually all of it, you know, the, the entire line, iMac notebooks and Mac Pros, you know, for, you know, for five years, they just stagnated. And I'm glad, you know, we were talking about this a little bit last week about uh, the uh, sales numbers that, uh you know the market seeing that yeah, Apple has some really exciting products, and uh, they're responding and buying a lot more. Well,
0: Mark, you have to—you really have to tell us how you really feel.
2: <laughs> uh, I know I'm—I'm I'm yeah. told I have problems, you know, just yeah. you know, <laughs> communicating.
0: Uh, Brian, Brian in the chat rooms—he uh, agrees with certainly. It seemed the pendulum swung way too far uh, on form over function, and I, I think pretty much everybody here agrees with that. Besides, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. Um, and so, you know, I mean, Johnny did some amazing things. And, you know, maybe, maybe it was Steve that was able to rein him in and Tim couldn't, didn't, wouldn't, wasn't paying enough attention. I have no idea. But, you know, it, I mean, it is what it is.
1: I mean, they're doing it now. I mean, this keyboard got the, you got the, you got the touch ID on this keyboard. You have to have an M1 processor in the, LG, in, in order to use it. So you can't, Go and buy this keyboard and say, Oh yeah, it's gonna work on my Intel base Mac. It isn't going to. Um
2: well, the I mean, keyboard will work, just not the touch that's, ID. That's right. <laughs> I have I again I have one, I don't mind I don't mind the short, you know, keystroke. You know, so I'm mm-hmm. not yeah, you know, it's just you know, it needs to be a good keyboard that works reliably. No, I mean, no. No, I mean this is a great keyboard.
1: It just says hey, if you want this touch ID to work, you have to have an M1 processor to do it.
4: I mean, and which that, by you the know what, way is stupid.
1: I it think it's kind of.
0: Uh, you know, you know, Jeff. I don't know. I mean, you have to draw a line in the in the sand somewhere, and the M one is as good a place as any to do it.
4: I think it's an artificial line that was unnecessary.
0: It may, uh, it may we be an artificial really line, but yeah, yeah, we don't.
4: No, you but know. I'm not going to let that stop me from having a uh, uh, a very strong opinion about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's you know that's that's fine. That's fine.
1: I mean, same thing with stage manager. It's coming up in i and iPad OS sixteen. You have to have an M one browser in order for it to work. Mm-hmm. So
3: there's a lot of money too. Like if that, Apple, that seems if a little Apple, more fishy. If mm-hmm. for what Mark was saying, if Apple admits that they did wrong and people on the horizon saw a fix to it with a future model, nobody's going to buy a MacBook until it's fixed. And. That's right. Tim wants people to think, Apple wants people to think that we are, this is where we go- are, this is what we're doing, and we're going forward with this, and don't feel like you got FOMO because the next year is going to be, you know, just mostly the same. And when people have that little gleam, how, how many of us told by 2018, told everybody not to buy one of these things, and eventually they had to do something too, but, right. you know, that that affects their bottom line is when,
0: you know, these things happen yeah guys we're pretty much at time um we didn't get through oh a couple God. of the other things that I thought we would, but it this has been very very interesting so good conversation, um, yeah, yeah so let's go around the room, let folks know where they can find you um and uh we'll we'll give everybody back the rest of their evening David, I guess I will see you in a few days um sure. so I know where I will find you over the weekend, but where else can folks find you? You can find me at In Touch with iOS
1: at intouchwithios.com. Actually, you will be on the show this week. Uh, you, you'll also find me on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com/slash In Touch with iOS. Um, I'm on the Mac Show on Fridays uh, with the, the British Tech Network, as well as on Twitter at DaveG65.
0: Thanks again, Chuck. Great, okay. thank you. Good to have you. I'll see you soon. Yes. Warren, I guess I will see you soon as well. Um, I did have one question though for you. Uh, are those eight Mac butterfly keyboards, were they all bought at Best Buy?
3: Probably. No. Um, no, I don't think so. And actually, uh, the thing with Best Buy is you can't get things on launch day usually. So mostly I went with Apple, but okay. somewhere. But right. again, not. I don't work for Best Buy, but if you buy a laptop at Best Buy, Apple Care goes everywhere. Apple will fix you
0: laptop for you yeah so you will be at max talk as well yeah, well um, you'll see me we'll, sunday yeah uh yep yeah, i'll see you sunday where uh where can folks find you
3: um i'll be uh doing this uh hopefully next week and uh um dave show i'm sorry i'm gonna miss it but i'll be in here
0: and other than that yeah look forward to it great great i'll see you then Jeff Gammon, unfortunately, we won't see you at Max Talk, but people can see you other places and hear you other places. Where would those places be? That's true. Sorry,
4: I won't be there. I'll, I'll, I'll miss seeing all of you in person. I'll miss you. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, jgammon on both, youtube.com slash jgammon for some videos. Um, um, the British Tech Network, I'm hosting a couple shows there. Uh I'll be on In Touch With iOS this year, Stay With Dave. There's the context machine, Brian Chaffin and I are doing. Also, if you're going to WordCamp US and you don't have a ticket, like a lot of us, Send me a direct message on Twitter and I will hook you up with our Slack for people that are going without without uh WordCamp passes. And we're calling it the uh the taco track because uh there's so many uh, uh great taco places in San Diego. Uh so we're we're going to have basically um, a, a side party the whole time that WordCamp US
0: is going on. Great. Thank you, Jeff.
1: I'll have to say, Jeff, uh, the context machine. You got to listen to the last episode because of De- Brian not opening his uh, ma- uh, studio uh, display. <laughs> well, <laughs> what is guy. WordCamp?
4: Uh, uh, WordCamp is uh, late September. I can't remember the dates. Did you ask when or what? What? Oh, okay. It's uh, um it's a annual conference for WordPress users, and they they do uh word camp conferences all around the world but then there uh then there's a couple big ones each year there's word camp europe uh there's word camp asia there's word camp us and uh, so word camp us that's coming up in september
1: september ninth and it's in san diego
4: and it's in san diego
1: wow
0: didn't even know did you jim i'd never heard of it oh well then you better you better send a direct message to Jeff and get on the uh, the the taco track. Right. Yeah. But I don't use WordPress, so that's
4: a detail. And for people that are in the know, yes, I designed a uh, uh, taco track Wapu. I don't use WordPress. I use and the for, Post for everyone else, they're like, I have no idea what the words are just, <laughs> just came out of
0: Jeff's mouth. <laughs> I'm not sure everybody heard what what Jim said. Yeah. Jim, would you repeat that? No, it's, it's on the recording.
4: Yeah. It's there. I
0: I will repeat it. He said, I I don't use WordPress. I use the post office. (laughs) I like to support my local podcast. So that's why I use Squarespace.
4: Yeah, there you go. Use what
0: works. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a match. Seriously. Oh, Jim, I used text at it in the wake-up call. All right, all right, <laughs> Jeff. uh Jeff. Yes, Jeez. Um, what's your name, Jim? Jim. Where can <laughs> folks find you when you're not going back and forth to the post office? <laughs> they can find him waiting by the
4: uh, the am, mailbox at the end of his driveway.
1: I'll, I'll just be running away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. On uh... a <laughs> Okay, you can find me at ProView.com, P-R-O-V-U-E.com. And I'm ProView Jim on the non-Elon social media Twitter thing.
0: Great. Or you can send a postcard to Jim Ray, um, care of ProView Software, California. It'll probably get to him. I don't think so. You never know. You never know. And unfortunately,
1: I'm sorry, I'm not going to be seeing you guys this weekend.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I know.
1: I did roll over my ticket, so hopefully next year.
0: Good. Good. Yeah, hopefully. Mark Fuccio, um, we won't see you at MacStock either, but uh, where can folks find you in between?
2: Yes, sad but true. But uh, Chuck, to you, Dave and uh, Warren, enjoy MacStock and enjoy uh, that beautiful part of the country. Uh, Others' way to get me is on the Twitters, at Mark Fuccio, M-A-R-K-F-U-C-C-I-O, all lowercase, one word. And uh, as we're talking, I, you know, used a number of uh, you know swear words. I Hope it doesn't get truck, uh, Chuck, uh, you know, into trouble with his uh, ratings. And if I offended anybody, just uh, drop me a note on Twitter, and I will send you a private uh, apology. With a lot of f words yeah. on it. Don't. <laughs> Don't worry, I, I I bleep them all out. Oh, so right. okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, then, uh, then like, can I can I channel George Carlin?
0: No, oh, no, yeah. no, please. please.
2: It, it's, it increases the edit time,
0: so yeah. no, let it, just. But uh, the the only the only the people that do the live show are treated to the the uncensored
2: version. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Brittany Smith, I'm so glad you you here got here early, and I'm glad you're here late, so we can find out where folks can find you.
1: Thanks for having me, Chuck.
4: Um, On Twitter, uh, when I'm there, I'm ADD Liberator. And that is also the YouTube place where I put up videos, often me talking about iPhone things. And um, if somebody needs other, the other things I do, my website's Conquer.Consulting.
0: Great. Thanks so much, Brooke. Thanks. For yeah, me. I definitely definitely want to say thank you to everybody in the chat room for throwing comments in tonight. Uh, it's been been interesting to hear some of your experiences too, uh, and your reactions to things we said. And Paul, um, earlier in the conversation, we asked Mark asked about people. You know, the travel getting back to normal. Paul says, "Yep, back to normal." So if you see somebody in an airport with a battery powered printer on his back, it's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
4: no, he'll, no. he'll be walking around and saying, can I print that for you? Can I print that for you?
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. We do this every Tuesday night, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. Uh, we're in the chat room at youtube.com slash TV. You should be, too. You could be having all the fun there and uh, joining in with the show. Until Tuesday, next Tuesday, um, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. See you next time.